Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories, a show that used to be a war between ratings between WCW and WF. Now it's just a slacking by WWF to one WCW. This week it's the go-home week to WCW sold out. Uh, what a week it is. According to us, we cannot wait. Uh... And WWF is setting themselves up for the Royal Rumble. So let's get into this week. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. What you gonna do, brother? When WCW runs wild on you? I don't know, but let's see what the ch- 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 chosen one thinks of one Mike Bubble. Listen here, slab nuts. That old wash, that old washed up Hogan can't cut it anymore. I'm the chosen one. I'm here now. That's all you need to worry about. True words were never spoken. That's slappy, slappy, joy, joy. That's rock and roll. Well, let me tell you something, dude. We're going to go to January 10th for Monday, the Monday Night War. I don't know what it was. You guys excited for this week? It's the go-home week to sold out. Something we've been... You, you have no idea. You, that <laughs> you guys have been talking about for like three months now. <laughs> It's the culmination <laughs> of so many things. When we got say. to, like, what it's was like it? graduating high school. Like, the yes. first week Russo was there. It's like, okay, we can't wait. When we got to, like, what, No Mercy or something, you guys, like, sold out so, like, in, like, three months. So we have a lot to talk about. My notes are plentiful. Well, when you compare this Nitro to a week from now. <laughs> yeah. And then... What the company looks like the in a week. is completely different. <laughs> it's completely different. It's kind of like this week, Joe, is John Travolta. Next week is Nick Cage. Just face off. It's craziness. Before, Same dick, hey, though. Okay. Same okay. dick. Okay. okay. I don't, still don't know how she doesn't know that. The yeah. moves. I don't get it. And why does he go fat back to being fat at the end? He could have like, just put the face back on and be like, super ripped John Travolta, but he went back to being fat John Travolta. Go back and listen That's to the where Q. That's happiest, goddammit. <laughs> go, go back and listen to the Q when we talk about face-off. But let's, let's talk about tonight's face-off, Nitro and Raw. So January 10th of the year 2000. Mm-hmm. We're in Buffalo, New York for WCW. That's well, that <laughs> you know it is it's shitty because WCW still pubs like the sports athlete in the middle like in the front row and it's like the Buffalo football yeah, they team they had a rough weekend <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question <laughs> yeah completely off topic yes this brings a point to something how the fuck big is Toronto it's in Buffalo now I, no I asked because everyone's like oh Buffalo and Toronto yeah it's just right across the border but conversely they're also like oh yeah in Detroit just take a real quick drive up the border to Toronto those are in two completely different states, separated by a large body of water. How the fuck big is Toronto? Yes. Fair enough. The answer is always yes. <laughs> so, weirdly enough, Toronto is the Buffalo of Canada, and Buffalo is the Toronto of New York. It's weird. <laughs> Didn't but see that I've one always gone. heard good things about Toronto, not so about Buffalo. I'm from Florida. It's where they filmed Exit Wounds. Excellent. Give it to you. Commentary team is uh, Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Boo. Boo. We saw the show off with a recap of uh, Thunder, Nash, and uh, Terry Funk making their match. It sold out. If Funk wins, and NWO breaks up. And if Nash wins, he's the commissioner of WCW. Oh, they spliced this shit down. My God. Yes, they did. Uh, we get highlights of Brett's and Terry Funk's match. And uh, Nash putting him through the uh, 
stage. So uh, let's start off. We start with a backstage with a limo showing up. And it's uh, one Terry Funk, Larry Zabisco, Paul Orndorff, and Arn Anderson, his enforcer. And I'll never forgive Mike Tanay. Yep. He quoted, he, 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 talking about the old age outlaws, he said, Oh, you didn't know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn So yeah, it. Uh, we should talk about it now real quick, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the old age outlaws? Um, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Well, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. That's my god. Let's compare the old age outlaws to the DX of right now. Which one of the old age outlaws is, who? is Mr. Ass? Paul Orndorff. Oh, Paul thank Orndorff. You. Thank 100%. you. I thought 100%. 100%. Orndorff. Paul Orndorff. Orndorff. And then you have. Uh, Tell me which one is Larry Z. Ro. X Pac? X Pac. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Arn is a uh, road like you dog. You guys are stretching on that one. And uh, Funk well, is okay. Is is Arn X Pac? <laughs> do you want to see Arn Anderson not. doing an X Factor and a Bronco <laughs> Buster? Bronco Buster, tell you that much. Do you think he can get back up from doing the Bronco Buster? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna hear ah my hip? Terry Funk is Triple H. That part's true, but yes. the rest of them, yeah. Funny enough, uh, also Shane Douglas. I just really want to see. <laughs> Paul Horndorf come out to ass man now. Na, 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 na. Mr. Wonderful. Na, 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 na. He's, not, he's not Mr. Arm Man. He'll, yeah. he'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah. That part's true. That's damn true. Uh, we get a recap of Thunder once again. The revolution attacking Ray's bad knee. <laughs> the feud that will literally never if, die. According to them, just Funny started. Enough, if, they, uh, if they would like Ray to wrestle again, maybe stop attacking his knee, just as a thought. Maybe let him not do those spots for one week. That'd be cool. It'd be good, but they don't. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's start with our first match of the night. Start off hot, Joe. Is it Saturn and Dean Malenko versus Kidman and Conan? So they begin to brawl. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Crowbar and Dade Flair music hit. And then they run down and start attacking everybody. And then commentary is like, well, it's a triple threat match. For the tag belts. Okay. All right. Um, I still can't. I'm sorry, but this tag team champions make this division look like absolute shit. I couldn't. I'm like, well, there are two legitimate teams in this match, and then the champions. Yeah, they and they keep pumping Crowbar. Like two weeks ago, he was pumping gas. What a story! Like that's not a that's not a story. And you're burying him because he's real bad. He's the actual talented guy in the, in the group. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, uh, Douglas joins commentary. Of course he does. Uh, you don't. Is the mic working this time, Tony? Um, I don't think it was. What I'm was gonna it? say the same damn thing I've said for three months. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Time uh, to play the game. Oh wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all chaos between all six you men don't as say. they all you wrestle don't at once. Say. Uh, Flair and Crowbar. You like chaos, Joe? Because this company's gonna give you a lot of it. It's fantastic. My notes. Like Kenny Chaos. My notes will be so easier now. Uh, crowbar and flare attack Conan and Kidman with weapons. Saturn and Malenko decide to leave and attack Ray in the aisle. And I was I just wrote, they leave? They just leave. <laughs> All right. There's like, <laughs> they'd rather <laughs> injure Ray than win the belts. Like, hey, look at it. It's Ray. <laughs> Tag belts or Ray's knee again. Tag belts, Ray's and knee again. The other show was like, we could just leave in a tag match? Hmm. The question answers itself, really. Yeah. <laughs> they just leave. And then, um, then all of a sudden, like Saturn goes through the through the crowd. We're like, okay, he's just gone. <laughs> Saturn, that's like, always like I've cut into that. He just like that is popcorn. I'm gonna get some of that. Saturn yeah. does Saturn things. Saturn left, right? Yeah, so I was like, okay, Saturn's gone. 
Douglas leaves the commentary team to help beat up Ray. They drag Ray <laughs> to like the, where the merch stand or WWE online would be. And they put Ray on a table, and all of a sudden, ten feet up in the air, fifteen. Saturn there and does his one of his old ECW spots of a front like a body splash just down onto Ray through the table. He just left really early for his spot. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Eh. He yeah, he just left. And then uh Flair and Kerbar show up and pin Saturn out of nowhere. <laughs> hey. This match sucks. Uh I will give you Bobby's line because it'll be important later. We will retouch on it, but where he said, um, I have never seen a move like that in history of wrestling. <laughs> we'll come back to that okay. later. Okay. Let's come back to that later. Me thinks you will. Uh, paramedics show up and they stretch a ray once again. You, and like all of like the animals get in the ambulance. Like, it's, it's just written into his contract at this point. It's actually how he gets to the arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where is it? Uh, I'd be remiss. Hold on. Oh, there are. Since we're talking about Ray. Yeah. yeah. We'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. I I heard it was a different time frame, but I heard this this week on another podcast. I have to share it with you guys. So, Raymond, there was a there was a uh, inquirer like you know one of those dirt sheet, the yep. real bad dirt sheets, saying that Jennifer Aniston and Rey Mysterio were uh, romantically involved at some point in the nineties. What? Yeah, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah. What? I mean, total bullshit, right? Because they did just make up stories, right? So, but the funny part is. It's in 97 this happens, right? Total height of Jennifer Aniston. Uh, but the story, and once you read the story, it's total bullshit the whole way through. But the guy that's speaking on Ray's behalf, <laughs> only in wrestling could this be. No, he would never cheat on his wife with Jennifer Aniston. But I, I can tell you, he's got a rat in every town. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Wow, and totally tying multiple Nitro girls. He's fucked. Wow, that's. <laughs> but he's not cheating on her with Jennifer Aniston. That's God damn it! Cool. But he's cheating on her with half but just about got everybody it. else. But oh yeah. my god! <laughs> so Ray gets stretched out. We heard commentary. Uh, only in wrestling is that a, a valid excuse? It is. Like, hey. We go to commentary, and commentary is like, so uh, we don't know what's happening tonight. Uh, give you know, Terry Funk said he's booking it the rest of the night. So Get used to that. So he's booking it tonight. However, he just showed up. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I wrote. I was so like, who booked so, that first match? So I wrote. So I was like, oh, so cool. So Russo had, Russo had no format for tonight. Awesome. That's who? real fucking awesome, guys. <laughs> yeah, going off that, who booked the first match? Probably those people. Well, they don't. Oh, they know just the walked ref. out and did. They just walked out and did a match because like, hey, we'll do something, I guess. God damn. David Flair. Fuck it. <laughs> That's not how I'm booking. Then we get a. Then they say we were having an interview with Stevie Ray as Stevie Ray attacked Midnight and Booker T on Mid. Uh, well, now I'm Thunder. staying here. No, no but, new changing channels now. Uh, also, oh, guys, we run out. guys, we're also getting a face-to-face meeting between Buff Bagwell and DDP. Now I will say this: I could give two fucks about this feud. It yep. sucks, but but I do like the trying something different and having the face-to-face with no physicality for five minutes or you're suspended. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's something new to try. Um, but, I mean, who gives a flying fuck about these two in this feud? I mean, god damn. Uh, Funks, uh, yeah, if they go out, get out of control, they'll both find $50,000. Well, eventually he said that. Yeah, eventually. It took him a long fucking time to get there, but he eventually yeah. said that. Uh, backstage, oh. uh, the NWO shows up. As uh, they want to know what Scott Steiner's going to do for his 21st birthday. 
This was so good. The NWO has gifts for him. And they got him a birthday present. And they got him a lot of birthday presents. As uh, By birthday presents, I mean a lot of women. April Hunter still looks that good, too, by the way. The redhead. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Bam. Uh, a lot of those girls you'll see throughout the rest of the year in WCW. They just are repackaged yeah. for certain things. But Yeah, I, I know a few. But goddamn. I know a few. Damn. I love Steiner breaking down the theory of uh, successful uh, fucking on the way to the dressing room. And see, Big Papa's been here before, and the best thing you got to do is pace yourself. Yep. It's only a couple of freaks at a time. <laughs> uh, my, then they show replay of what, what Saturn just did to Ray. And my favorite replay is Douglas is in blocking the shot. <laughs> So they show the shot of the, from the floor, and Douglas is dead center in the middle of it. So you see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you see Douglas pointing and laughing. WCW, everybody. And it's just like, where is uh, Douglas? Get the hell out of the shot. Um, then we see Ray getting put in the ambulance. As then we go backstage, and we see Scott Steiner determining how to pick his women or his freaks for the, this sex uh well, he definitely wants April Hunter. That ass, he's all about that ass. No, he so. ha- that too. But what he does is he has them bounce and see how their boobs jiggle. I mean. To decide, I'm going to screw mean. you and you and you, you later. They out-godfathered the godfather. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this is a skit you should see on Raw. Oh, yeah. Her name bubbles. Can you imagine if they were in the same show and you could have had Scott Steiner get the freaks, get the get the, the hose? He would never wrestle. <laughs> right. He would book himself against the godfather book him every, every week. week. No, I'm good this time. <laughs> He'd ditch his brother and become the Godfather's tag team partner. It's Charles Steiner. <laughs> yeah. Well, little you known, know. Little known second. Uh, There's, there was a fifth Steiner brother. <laughs> yeah. Little known. You got he's, Rick, he's, Scott, you got Evil, you got Rhea, you got Charles Wright. He's the uh, black sheep of the family. That's what you did there. Uh-huh. Holler. Uh, let's go. We see Oklahoma coming down in the ring as he says that he's tired of all these hoochies around here. Women should be barefoot and in the kitchen. Is this the Larry Z promo? Yeah, that- Zabisco probably wrote this. I, uh, all I can think of was like, uh, remember when Jeff Jarrett did this a lot better but funnier four months ago? Yeah. Yep. This is not that. This yeah. is just a bad version of that. Yep. And you know what's funny is because Russo booked, that was one of the last yeah. things he booked. And hey, you know what? He's running out of ideas so quickly. That he's regurgitating something he literally did four months ago. Uh, Medusa should be... Uh, with the guy in the company. The guy's <laughs> here, right? Yeah, another guy. You could have done it with him. <laughs> nope. Uh, new guy. Uh, Medusa should not be here. She should be giving her husband beer and food. Oklahoma is going to show Medusa what it's going to do, uh, what he's going to do to her at Sold Out. So he makes an open challenge to any woman in the back. So Asia comes out. Asia. Asia. Uh, they shove each other for a little bit. Uh, Oklahoma shoves her out of the ring. Medusa comes out. However, Oklahoma hits Asia with the barbecue ball, sauce bottle again, and I believe uh, it was off air again, so yeah. we don't yep. see it. Because um, well, we can't. I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Get smash balls over chicks' heads. You can just in- imagine that you did. Yeah. Oklahoma then hits Medusa with a broom and... Uh, Breaks it over her back, and then Oklahoma takes the cruiserweight belt. What the fuck was Medusa wearing? <laughs> the blue? Yeah. I, Something furry? I was like, what are you, Cookie Monster? What the fuck is this shit? Is this where he took her top off? And- no, no, that's, that's thunder. thunder. Okay, I couldn't remember. Got those two. You know, it gets up. worse. Yeah, yeah, later somehow. Later in the week. Somehow. 
Yeah, you Jesus. looking forward to that match at the pay per view? Uh, no, no, nobody was. No, mm. I don't know. Um, Joe could be sold on us though. Yeah, <laughs> sell me on that, brother. So much confetti, right? <laughs> Backstage, we see the Funk and crew. As it uh, looks like they're headed to the ring. <laughs> Funkin' like crew. Funkin crew. That's what it should have been. awesome. <laughs> That's way cooler than the old age outlaws. The Funkin' crew? Fun- Hell yeah, Fun- dude. Funkin' crew. Dude, that's what we're calling them. That's, Fuck yeah, dude. That's way cooler. Um, so you dumbass. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, then we see the NWO trying to get Steiner. Um, <laughs> He's busy. But it looks like they're headed that way as well. Uh, Funkin' crew head to the ring. Tony brings up that... Uh, he he watched beyond the match and how the doctor and that said how Funk shouldn't even be walking because he has bad knees. That's true, yep. which is true. <laughs> oh, he said. Oh, he said. Like, I don't know how you're walking with one, how you're standing on the other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he still had three years or so before he retired for the tenth time. Well, no, cut down to maybe twenty matches a year. Yeah. Even now, he's. I think he's finally done now. Well, 76. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, Funk, you know, calls his crew the old age outlaws, and we're, but we're going to call them the Funkin' crew. And I just wrote, fuck off. Yep. That horse shit. They call it the NWO. Arn says he's going to get payback on the NWO by, if he has to, he will hide in a broom and a closet and then... Sneak out behind and like, jump him. Why are you telling that? You're right. Uh, Larry goes off saying that uh, legends don't die, and, but the NWO uh, will have to go through them. Uh, Orndorff points out that the power plant guys are here and that they're here to keep tradition going. How about that? Um, Orndorff <laughs> says that they might not. They might not be uh, they're, that the pa- uh, they're past their prime, but he says that they can still stay up late and. Uh, Time uh, that last time you saw them, they got fired, but the, uh, but last time they beat up people. This was boring as fuck. It was. I missed ninety percent of this act. I didn't care. Uh, NWO does come out. Nash calls them old. Uh, good thing they start at eight, so they got the early bird special. Um, <laughs> Funk's like, so I'm making the matches tonight. So let's uh, start it up with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, nice. uh, Jeff nice. Jarrett, you're going to be in a triple threat theater match. But is it not going to be no, happening on... that's not what he said. He said you're going to be in three matches. Tonight. Oh, three matches? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but aren't they doing the Triple Threat Theater on, on Sunday? Sunday yeah. So they're just doing it again? No, kinda? no. They're just they're saying three individual oh, matches. Okay. Okay. So, number one. This is a Triple Threat Theater. He's yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number one, it, just a simple wrestling match. Okay. Number two, all reliable now, a bunkhouse brawl match. Cool. And number three, a cage match. Yep. Jarrett would be facing three of Funk's closest friends. Jarrett wants to know who's uh, facing. Funk's like, I won't tell you anything. And boy. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. We're in for a surprise. Yes, sir. He does say, though, it won't be any of the guys in the ring. And also, Chris Benoit will be the special guest referee. Brett, you can't do that. Funk's like, yeah, I can. And, uh, Brett, you'll be defending your title tonight against Kevin Nash. Say what? <laughs> I like how both Nash and him just shake their heads. Brett's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Funk, you idiot. We're brothers. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Brett's part of the clique now. That's cool. 
Sean Summers cursing and cursing and fuck, fuck, fuck. Funk says, fudge, uh, fudge, fudge, gosh darn it. Funk, Funk does this, though. Not in 2000. <laughs> Funk says this, but I love this part for the response. He wasn't deep throwing Jesus yet? <laughs> not yet. If you take it easy on each other, you both will be suspended for a year without pay. Jesus Christ. And Brett, Brett will be stripped of the title. And, and Nash is like, I've saved enough money. I'll take the suspension. <laughs> and then Brett's like, yeah, so I. I, I can take the year off. <laughs> We'll so both men, both men are like, I'll take the year off. We'll come back in a year. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That awkward moment when they call your bluff on live television. <laughs> Good job, guys. I love that. I love that. Wrong company to do that in. Um, <laughs> we actively try not to work and get paid. So yeah, I'll do that. I'll so kick you in the nuts. So uh, yeah, we're gonna suspend you guys if you guys take it easy. Okay, fine. Go ahead. See you later. But then it became like, didn't did it, to you guys? Did it seem like then they got confused? On what was supposed to happen. Well, that's because Terry Funk's talking. And yeah. <laughs> because then it became like a standstill of like, who's talking next? I think it's 50% Funk's talking and 50% who wrote this thing. But then they did, but I think it is because then they try to set this up. Scott Steyer be- begins to talk. However, they beep him out the entire time. Yes, they do. Well, you know. Because <laughs> they're not stupid. That happened live, by the way. Did it? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, God, yes. oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yes. In uh, fact, personally, uh, uh, <laughs> invented a delay for Scott Slander. Yeah, <laughs> he's the reason they started doing seven-second delay on Nitro in late '98. Remember when him and Buff would come down every week and cause a riot? Yeah, <laughs> that's where they started the seven-second delay. Amazing. Uh, Funk tells Steiner that he's not clear to wrestle, but Funk says that tonight he's going to wash Steiner's mouth out with some soap. <sighs> really, Russo? That's what you? Okay. That's what's going to happen. Uh, then we come back from commercial, and you see Funk telling uh, Arn to go grab someone. I guess it might be opponent number one. It's um, cold in Buffalo. Backstage, we see uh, DDP and Buff headed to the ring. Arn goes to the limo and opens, but it's not the right person, and we find out that it was Kimberly in the limo. And he asks her if she wants a cat bath. Uh, we get a recap <laughs> of the history of one DDP and Buff. I love... I- <laughs> It's only funny because it actually happened. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Not her, but everybody he would, else. He would go around asking women that in the ta- in the uh, corporate office. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they show like the hit, the history and the recap of the buff and uh, uh, DDP's uh, history between each other. I just don't get why they show like the scene of Kimberly because she's smoking hot in this scene. But it's the shot of her going to seduce David Flair, and Rick pops out of the ho- uh, the hotel room. Still one to show room. that she is a sex pot. Unfaithful. Uh, yes, a sex pot. That they throw, they put that in the this montage. She's a harlot, a hell kitten. She's a a, a whore. As Stan, as Stu Hart would say, you're turning one, Kimberly into a whore. One one thing I did forget the line that uh, Buff said about how he would love to put all his stuff all over Kimberly. Yeah, it's like oh hello. I was like, instead of in, on, so I'm just imagining, just like, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. And then Judy could shave it off. So oh! it's out. Yep. Let's go to the ring with <sighs> Mean Gene and DDP and Buff Bagwell. However, Gene is about to introduce Buff first. However, DDP's music hits instead. So, pop five. So, uh, DDP tells Gene to leave. Oh, we have a five-minute clock on the bottom left. They try to get each other ra- razzled and wild up by insulting each other first. 
Buff says that him and Kimberly are just friends because he's a great lis- listener. Uh, Buff insults DDP, his shortcomings, his small penis. Man, he's really upset that Buff has a small penis. He does. <laughs> no, but this is Buff telling DDP. Yes, DDP is on the satisfied lover. DDP wants to talk about Little Rock about how Buff was hitting on her at uh, hitting on Kimberly at the bar. Well, what else are you gonna do with Little Rock? Buff was feeding her Your drinks cousin. all night. DDP says he called Buff and told him uh, his personal issues. Uh, we, during this, we see Kimberly that she's watching from the back. Jesus. Buff says that there is some sexual tactic. tension between him and Kimberly. Buff says he didn't do anything. Buff said he'll do a lie detector test to prove his innocence. Uh, DDP says, though, the boys uh, have been saying that you've been talking about Kimberly's birthmark. And Buff's like, oh, that one? Yeah, I've seen it. Hell, everybody's seen that birthmark. And then, bam. I like the thought. I didn't like the execution. (laughs) Mostly because I just can't give a fuck about this dude. Uh, uh, I'm not married to her, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't give a fuck when celebrities have babies or don't have babies or break up or don't. I don't care. It doesn't I think affect I would my care, life at all. I think I would care if a celebrity married a baby. Still wouldn't care because unless I'm related to the baby somehow, I don't care. I love. Yeah, the, I, I love the fact that somehow Buff Bagwell pulls out a baton. Yeah, like he's also, a fucking big boss man. Who the fuck is the face in this feud? <laughs> yes. Your answer is yes. Wow. That is... Um, wow. Yeah. What? So, uh, we're, we're, let's move on. We see backstage, NWO trying to talk about their match. Uh, Nash saying that he'll lay down. Uh but then they begin to argue over the fact that they can each beat each other. You know, Brett's like, oh, I'm a six-time or seven-time. Seven. And, seven and uh, Nash is like, I'm a five-time, so you should give it to me so I can catch up to you. Oh, three-time. And, um, is he only a three-time champ? Yeah. It's bananas, right? Well, it's because, I mean, his one WF title win was a goddamn year. It's bananas. <laughs> it's only three. They right? begin to argue, and uh, so it looks like we're having a real match now between the two. <sighs> You're just like WCW, so easily fooled. <laughs> then we go back. I, I, sir, I have to be the host. Oh, you gotta yeah. be down the. You gotta be. You gotta be dumb. Right? Yeah, the oh, doy. Yeah. I gotta be a, a whatever boss as, man is on the Guardian Angel. As, Guardian a, Angel. as a as a as a former listener turned superstar of this podcast. Oh, Cho- the, the chosen, chosen one. Chosen one. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Uh, Jeff Mack. I know he wants you the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Ricochet, Mack. Rick Vader. Holy <laughs> fuck. Um, I know Jeff Mack claimed to be impartial. That was he wasn't. That was you know, very incorrect. I'm trying to be impartial. We don't believe you, sir, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Fair enough, sir. Can't wait you are, the, I can't wait till it does a 450. <laughs> we, see, uh, we see, uh, we're watching Bash of the Beach in 94 in the back, Vader and Vader just did a round. fucking yeah. heel kick. Yeah. Uh, we see so our, one, two, three, Vader is looking pretty good here. <laughs> We see Arn backstage, and up, oh, someone shows up. So let's go to our first match of the night. Do you guys want to take a guess what the... Well, I uh, mean, there was a tag title I mean, match to start the show. Second match. I mean, I know an hour ago when a fucking match happened. Okay, our second match. Do you guys want to take a guess when the bell rings? Uh, 45 minutes into the... 49. 51 minutes into <laughs> the show. Christ. So hour, Which is an hour and 10 minutes hour, in? Hour, yeah. yeah. There was one match, the hour one? Yes. Gee, yeah. uh, it's not so surprising what happens this week, is it? 
one goddamn that, match in the not, first. Not surprising at all. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Even the divas in 2010 are like, can we get some air time, please? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, let's go to our second match tonight. It's a bunkhouse brawl match. That's what they said. Was that first? Yeah. yeah. He said a wrestling match first, but a bunkhouse brawl happened first. Yeah. Okay, I was like... This, I, I okay. was confused, too. I was very I, lost. I was confused with match two because I thought they're going in order. I did, too. No. I was like, what, what did I yeah, miss? Yeah, what okay. am I missing here? I got it now. Yeah. Now I'm on, now I'm on it. Uh, and it's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus one of uh, Terry Funk's close friends, George the Animal Steel. <sighs> no. Yeah, that's right. George. I, I'll defend this in one small way. I didn't want to see this. Bust penis. No. I will say... Oh, relic from the past. Well, he was on Raw's latest January '99. So I'll really? say uh, <laughs> this comedy gimmick was on the other show a year ago. But sure, let's bring him in. Why not? Okay, who was booking that show a year ago? Clearly not Vince McMahon. Because fuck, man. Jeff Jarrett versus George the Animal Steel, who in his last point is in his late sixties. So is he alive or is he gone? He's dead now. He's dead. Um. I don't know. You guys were uh, have been doing the show since the beginning. Uh, do you miss the really bad days of Raw? Don't you re- no. don't you love reliving them with worse talent? Isn't no, it fun? No, I'm good. Holy I, did. I, fuck, I, I did not need to see George Animal Steel. I I I am I've said before I miss like the 96, 97 years already. Somehow ninety nine so, wiped out that entire memory. Even bag. when I was a kid, I thought the the animals the George thing where you like bit the turtle was dumb as fuck. I was like, what is this? I was so stupid. When I first started watching wrestling, I was eight years old. I just turned eight. And he was still there through like the summer of 88. So I got to see him a couple times. And I thought it was amusing the first time. I'm like, huh, that's weird. But it was definitely like, yeah, even as an eight-year-old kid, I was like. This scary? What is this? This guy does nothing but bite the turnbuckle and right? show his green tongue. I mean, this guy does nothing. So I guess it didn't take long. Even at eight years old, I was looking for work rate. <laughs> One thing you're not going to get from George the Animal Steel, work rate. What was his finisher when he wrestled? <laughs> Ooh, actually was vicious. Uh, okay, so let me... Uh, <laughs> he licked them to death? No. Uh, there it is. Up until the early 80s or mid-80s, he was a heel. Yeah. And he was still like he couldn't talk and all that, but he wasn't the... Tongue out. He was a fucking killer. And he made a shit ton of money with Bruno as a serious heel contender. They did a lot of money. His, uh, you know, um, it it was a one-armed chicken wing. He would take your arm behind your back and then lift you in midair. So all the pressure was on your arm and you would give up. It looked vicious. That's what he used to do. As a baby face, I don't know if he ever won a match. I don't think he did. Like, I think it was always count outs or DQs or something. Yeah. He was part of the oddities. I couldn't like, tell I you what his finisher was. Interesting. Uh, ben Wallace is the special guest ref. George hits Jarrett with some weapons. Jarrett tries to leave, but the uh, f- crew, Funkin' crew, <laughs> force him back in. George eats a turnbuckle, turns around into a spine, bu- uh, uh, gets hit by a guitar. The Elkabong. Arden then hits Jarrett with a spine buster, and Benoit gives a fast count. So it's a nice spine buster. Uh, George, not according to WWE. Second best ever behind Ahmed Johnson. Yep. Ahmed's on the WWE poll. Right. Arden's not, so yeah, he is. facts. 
uh, as George Adams still gets his first face win on WCW. God damn it. Jeff Jarrett gives too much. <laughs> yeah. At some point, should Jeff Jarrett like, Vince, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what, what are we doing? We go backstage with the uh, Steiner still with his freaks. Nash and Brett are getting ready, and then we see Jarrett telling Nash that we should throw him out of the NWO already. Throw and, the Canadian out. So uh, just fuck and, it, let's do it. But Nash is like, we can do that. But first, let me get the belt. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a recap of uh, Thunder of Stevie Ray attacking Midnight and yeah. Booker T. Then we get a uh, a uh, interview with Gene and Stevie Ray. First, Gene makes uh, Stevie Ray makes fun of all the announcers. Stevie Ray goes on some type of rant about how book what, what Booker mm. T is wearing. Um, Stevie Ray wants to fight Booker T at sold out. <laughs> Uh, Booker T and Midnight come out. Booker T once again says he doesn't want to face them because they're family. Uh, Booker T tries to leave, but Stevie Ray pulls out his little slapjack, oh, slaps in the back of the head. And, uh, Booker T's like, oh, the match is on and this shit is not fixed. Yep. And yay. Yeah. Not feeling this at all either. Nope. Yeah. We go backstage with Jeff Jarrett, uh, trying to, uh, Talk to Brett as uh, Nash is, uh, he's saying that Nash is jealous of them having both belts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jared. Jared's trying to be some middleman right now. <laughs> Let's kick the big man out. Jared, stir <laughs> the pot, man. I love it. Uh, we see Arn meeting someone new. So it's friend number two for Terry Funk. So our next match, I thought it was a bunkhouse brawl match, but it's yep. just a simple wrestling match. As it's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus friend number two. It's a legit ref. Of <laughs> Terry Funk. Hey, look, it's Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Not Buff. It's Tito Santana. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one I didn't mind as much as the other two. Kind of pop for that. He, Weirdly enough. Arima! He's one of my favorites from the 80s. A great Intercontinental Champion. And he's one that hadn't been seen anywhere since leaving WF in 93. Um... What did he do? He became a teacher, a high school English teacher, I think, or something like that. Yeah, no, he he would still do indie shows on weekends. Nice. So he's one guy I'm surprised didn't get a WWE run in 94 when Hogan came in because it was super close. And it's not like he was over the hill at that point. Maybe he said want to. Maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, get the old teacher job and, you know. Get the health insurance. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a big part of it. You know. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, this I thought was like, oh, cool, Tito Santana. Yeah. A little past it, but I'll see it. Uh, George the Animal Steel. So. Yeah. As Jarrett's coming down, he shoves a Bills player uh, and then shoves Ted older. Washington, I believe. Ken, Ken Washington. Ted. Ted? I think it's Ted. I thought it was Ken. Mosby. Fuck me. Fuck Sex Ken. architect. Uh, I love that he's wearing the Frank Wycheck jersey the entire night. <laughs> yeah, he's God. Like, Even uh, Shivani's like, it was a forward pass. I'm like, Okay. We get a uh, this. They called this a dungeon match because it's supposed to be on mm-hmm. the pay per view. Yeah. The wrestling match is a dungeon match. Yeah, but would be different on the pay per view. Thursday, I was like, yeah, yeah, no okay. ropes, can't leave the ring. Uh, crowd uh, wants the football player Can or Ted to attack Jeff. It looked like the crowd was more into the football player than Tito at one point. Well, it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. Yeah, uh, no Tito and Jared was. Riling him up with the Tennessee Titan shit. Uh, Tito tries to jump over the top rope 
uh, to do a sunset flip, but Tito gets stuck, got stuck on the top rope. And by the time Jarrett got around, he helped him over. Whoa, early today. I didn't know he was there. That early. Jesus. Uh, Benoit. Uh, oh, fucking Christ. You egg sucking dog. Fucking crew all over here. The football. Uh, <laughs> can can, uh, can Ted Washington shows up, gets on the apron, shoves Jarrett. Jarrett stumbles into an Orndorff pile driver. They put Tito on top of the win. Orndorff still driver. He always had one of the better ones in the business. So, uh. No, it's better. Jarrett is over two for the night. Let's ask Steve Austin about that. We see uh, Tank. We see Tank Abbott headed to the ring. This is when they finally start promoting that Thunder will be on Wednesday night. A little late in the game here. Uh, By know, the way, no one watches anyway. So it doesn't matter. I know you're probably not going to watch it. Hogan's <laughs> such a mark; he came to see himself. I saw. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, a Tank Abbott promo. Uh, cool. <coughs> As in six days, he's going to beat Huckleberry Flynn. <laughs> That's kind of funny. To be honest. Uh, I laughed a little good. bit. Uh, Abbott calls up Doug Dillinger. He says he can find him as many times as he wants. Dillinger finally comes out. Abbott says he'll give him a free shot. Abbott grabs Dillinger by the tie, and D- Doug throws a punch. Security comes down at it before Abbott can get, do anything and handcuff him. Huckleberry Flynn runs down and uh, hits Abbott with the, in the side of the head with a sidekick. And Abbott no-sells it as he instantly gets back up and just laughs it off. Yeah. We're going to go to two backstage as Arn welcomes the friend so, number three. Oh, go ahead. On, so real quick. Yeah. Uh, so if Brett and Nash half-ass it, they get suspended for a year without pay. Yes. Tank Abbott is beating the fuck out of your office staff. <laughs> yeah. You might find him 10 grand. He don't worry nah. about that. Jesus Christ. You missed part of the match. <laughs> no, it was a replay. I was like, fuck. So, uh, Arn is in the back and he welcomes uh, Terry Funk, friend number three. Okay. Jimmy Snooker. I'm tapping. Except, uh, right before that, Jeff Jarrett gave it away. Right before they went to commercial, Jarrett went, it's probably fucking Jimmy Snooker or something. <laughs> awesome. He gave it away before commercial. Awesome. So awesome. I was like, <laughs> fucking yeah, Jeff. All right. <laughs> Cool. Uh, end of, we see the NWO members getting ready, but then we see that Ben Wallace has been laid out. So uh, it's Jimmy, Jeff Jarrett versus Jimmy Snuka in a cage match. Uh, a little in the match, Ben Wallace comes down. Larry Z and Orndorff, or as we call him, uh, Road Dog and x <laughs> come on out. <laughs> and they beat up uh, Jarrett. Snooker hits the big slash from the top cage, probably destroying all his ribs and his brain. As Benoit hits a flying headbutt, once again destroying his brain off the top of the cage. They make a then Benoit makes a three count straight out after hitting the headbutt. Um. So your winner, Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. So you remember that uh, line Bobby said where he'd never seen a move like that in the history of wrestling? <laughs> yeah. They literally had Snooker do the same move <laughs> from 1983. Yep. Happened before that, so I was like, "Bullshit, Bobby! That's fucking bullshit." He just ain't, he just ain't in there shit. Because like I heard it, because that's my thought before I even knew Snooker was here, and I was like, yeah. "What about Snooker?" I was like, "Oh, and he fucking did the move again." We uh, the, so Ugh. Benoit makes the three count, and then they cut instantly to backstage of Nash and Hart walking in the ring. I was like, "Wow, that was weird." Getting a little short on time, I believe. We see Stanner still banging chicks. 
<laughs> so, guys, let's go to our main event. All right. Our fifth match of the night. N-W-O. Battle. As it's Kevin Nash versus Bret Hart for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. But first, we see it's one... Tupac? We Jesus. see... <laughs> it's that thug life. We see, uh, records. <laughs> we see Scott Steiner handcuffed to the locker as uh, Funk puts soap in Steiner's mouth. God damn it. We have a legit match between the two. However, Brett's not in his gear. He's in street clothes. I was going to say, how much you want to bet this was not planned because nope. Brett did not have gear? Nope. He's in his, like, black John Cena shorts. So, like, from, shorts. from waist to knee, uh, ankle. That was size. the style, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, like, I he had... still wears them like that, actually. Yeah. That's what he do. That's what he does. What he do, baby? Uh, I love Brett Hart now. Hart. You ever see him nowadays? You ever see the thing where he's boasting about the Simpsons? No. Oh, yes. That's so awesome. One thing, Sean. <laughs> yeah, what is he's done to multiple. What what the fuck is what? the Ron and what what the hell is this? <laughs> what? What, is, what in God's name is happening it's here? WCW Nitro right now. What's the story, Brett? There, uh, oh, come yeah. on, focus, focus. Get off your phone then. <laughs> Roast it. No, it's uh. Yeah, he's like so. He's done to Sean. He's done to Hogan because they'll make some sort of thing back. Like, yeah. You ever been on The Simpsons? And he'll get his room. He's like, play The Simpsons. And the part with him on The Simpsons comes up. He's like, I don't think so. And he's got the action figure of him in The Simpsons. God damn it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> he does it, everybody. Uh, we, we actually have a match b- between the two as uh, Hart attacks Nash's knee. Uh, they say that Jarrett has a concussion and Steiner's a little tied up right now, so that's why they won't be coming down. <laughs> uh, Nash goes to the outside and grabs a chair, but uh, Arn comes down and hits Nash with a pipe. Arn is now the ref as he tells Robinson to hit the bricks. Sid then all of a sudden comes out without no neck brace and kicks the chair in the face of Brett. The cage is lowering down. Sid chokeslams and powerbombs Brett. Then Arn does the count. Sid had been such a non-factor. I forgot he was a part of everything. Me yep. too. As then uh, Funk comes out with Jesus. a branding iron on fire. Oh my God. And he uh, brands Kevin Nash to end Nitro. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Chaotic. Uh, Right until the Sid stuff. I actually enjoyed the fuck out of this match. Yeah, yeah. It Uh, it goes to show. uh, If you go back and watch the stuff on the cock, um, Brett and Diesel had good matches. They had really good chemistry. I think they had better chemistry than Diesel and Sean. What about Brett and Sean? (laughs) They had really good chemistry, too, until... It was better. I think it's better. Nash and Hart was better. You think so? I think Brett could do anything, yeah. but I think he excelled against a big dude. Um, and I think Nash was the man, best big dude he wrestled. Nash's probably the best big dude ever, his wrestling. Look at all the small guys who look so good against him. Yeah, he was... I mean, Sean, Brett. He was smart. He knew know. that you had to sell for him. Fucking that whole feud with Ray uh-huh. was really good. Best working, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Dustin. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, Monday Night Raw. More gaudy than go to the uh, for some. I don't know how this happened, but they just lucked into like both shows are so wrapped up in what would become the Super Bowl in like three weeks. Yep. With this, it's fucking crazy. They're in St. Louis, Missouri for this one. Heel Center. Commentary team is Jr. and, and uh, Jerry the King Waller. However, all the superstars come down, and surround the ring. The crowd chants "Rock." And then uh, The Rock comes out. President Johnson. 
<laughs> President Johnson. Uh, we see you DX. Say that. We see DX walking, uh, watching from the locker room. D, uh, the Rock says that he's the spokesperson for the roster because I think he's the only one that can talk. <laughs> I know. I do like him saying, as unaccustomed as he is to public yeah, speaking. I love that. So good. Uh, <laughs> as someone who doesn't talk in public often, <laughs> I guess I'm the spokesperson here. Rock call, instantly calls out Triple H and Stephanie. We cut back to DX's locker room, and Triple H's like, all right, let's go, guys. And DX is like, hold up, hold up. He said, you two, not us. us. We're not going out there. We didn't hear our names. Can you imagine the Gauntlets of Bisco and Orndorff not going out there with them? What yeah, the fuck? <laughs> God damn uh, it. Triple H and Stephanie come out. Uh, first, Rock Wait, tells... So, hold on, hold on. Before... Okay. So which one's Larry Z, which one's Paul Orndorff, and which <laughs> yeah. one is uh, the other fuck, Arn Anderson? Yeah. Uh, who you got? Who you got? <laughs> the only gun is Paul Orndorff. 100%. Okay. 100%. Mr. Asserful. Yep. <laughs> 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 Mr. Wonderass. Mr. Wonderful Ass. Then you got the Polish dog, <laughs> Larry Zabisco. Yep, yep, yep. And then you have, uh, well, that would leave uh, Double Apoc. Double Apoc. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember the two A's in the middle, so it's X Pac. Alright, so uh they come out and uh, Rock first tells Stephanie know her role. Uh Rock this, wants to maybe 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 the Rock is Zabisco. He's telling the woman to know her role. He's, oh, he's like, no one has ever told you this, but know your, your role, role and shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth. Rock wants to bring up some talking points. First, one, Mick Foley. He's in the parking lot right now selling popcorn or eating it. Uh, the superstars are ready to walk if they don't accept their demands. Uh, they will leave and start a new federation, WRF, the World Rock Federation. Uh, so the first demand is that they reinstate one Mick Foley. They accept it. Without any, uh, they accept the reins, uh, re- to reinstate him. And Triple H is like, you know, we talked about this earlier. We yeah. were going to do <laughs> we it. We were going to do we it anyway. We were going to do it anyways tonight. <laughs> so, you know, not because you said not so. Not because you said it. We were going to do it anyway. <laughs> Second of man, matches like Pink Slip on a Pole, your fired handicap matches will never happen again. Stephanie, that seems fair. The crowd ch- starts chanting slut towards her and The Rock. I don't know if you know this out, but uh, everybody here is calling you a slut right now. <laughs> I, I love when they do that stuff. Like, you know, Austin, you know, all these 20,000 fans are calling, yourself a, calling you an asshole right now. Uh, Triple H tries to say that they're, they're talking to the Rock, uh, or, uh, you know, like, hey, Steph, they're calling you a slut. And Triple H is like, no, they're calling you the slut, Rock, and crowd booed. <laughs> Got him. Uh, third, no one should be fired unless. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> no one can be fired unless there's just due. Uh, Mick Foley's music hits. Triple H about to fight, but Foley comes through the crowd. You think you know me? Foley thanks the fans and uh, The Rock for sticking out, uh, sticking his neck out for him. Foley condemns the McMahon Hemsley era for making fun of him and his family. Foley has an idea for the Royal Rumble that there should be a match for the title between got him. Idea. I got an idea. It should be a match between him and one Triple H for the title. So I didn't hear the title part. Yeah, I thought he just wanted a match. Nope. He said for the title. Yeah. Uh, Foley's like, if you better accept this now, or if not, we're all going to walk. Triple H accepts. Then The Rock goes, well, since you have your match with him, I guess I'll make my announcement now. This is the only part I didn't like. It took him about seven hours to say he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's going to be in the Rumble. It's that yep. goddamn Vince McMahon WWF speak. 
Yes. Drives me nuts. Uh, Mankind says, well, since the pay-per-view is so long uh, down the road, let's just have a hell of a night tonight. So for the fans, so Mankind wants to book a match between uh, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, them fighting each other. They always ask me, who's the toughest outlaw? Yeah. Let's find out. Let's find find out. Everywhere I go, fans always ask me that one question. I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, Mick, who's the toughest outlaw? That's something I've been dying to ask you. So Triple H (laughs) accepts, and instead of asking him anything about The Rock or anything, it's just, hey, hey, Mick, dying to know who's the toughest outlaw. So Triple H accepts without any hesitation. Also, the road duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Mankind then brings up, hey, Triple H on SmackDown, you said Xbox is as good as you. So uh, let's find out tonight. So it should be you two. <laughs> Triple H accepts. They cut back to Xbox, and he has a big smirk on his face. Well, Rock says that uh, he has an idea to make a match tonight. So after you guys face off against each other, <laughs> it will be DX against the Acolytes. And Triple H is like, four on two? Hell yeah, four on two. (laughs) And then Rock's like, well. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on." Before you had, Triple H was like, yeah, four on two. But at the same time, the Acolytes were like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Four on two. Do it. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Rock, but Rock's like. At that point, it's (laughs) 50-50. But Rock's like, you know what? They won't be alone as it'll be the Rock and Sock connection. Fucking fully starts jumping for joy and hugs the rock. And the like, rock is like, rock like, fists up. He's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so that's where we have. So tonight, DX is facing each other, and then an eight man to end the night if DX uh, follows he through. Over, actually, part that was important is that when he called everybody jabronis. Oh, yes. When he was going to oh, he's gonna throw, throw all 30 jabronis, jabronis all over 30 the top. Jabronis. 29. Yep. 29. Can't throw 30. He said 30. He said 29. He said 30. He said 29. He said 29. You know what? <laughs> Jabronis. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. During the break, we see DX yelling at uh, Triple H for what just happened. Mm-hmm. So our first match of the night is Road Dog versus Mr. Ass. But you Gun, didn't know. Mr. Orndorff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Wonder Ass. But for, uh, JR, during the match, though, there's a sign-up sheet on the McMahon Helmsley table, uh, locker room door. Sign up to make a match. Whoever you want to face, set it up yourself. I mean, if Nitro's doing it, we might as well. Me thinks shenanigans are afoot. I think it's kind of funny that on Nitro, you have Funker Man saying, I'm making the match tonight, and WWF's like, well, if you're doing that, let's just do a dumb sign-up sheet. I mean, it was as formatted as the other show, so it works out. Yeah. Uh... Back and forth match between the two. They it should have been. They, they didn't uh, hold back. We were trying. To, we were going to find out who's the toughest you outlaw. Can't really have one look better than the other. No. Yeah, that's you know. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest. It was a decent match. Nowadays they would. Um, Road Dog reversed the famous turn to the pump handle slam for the win. I thought it was cool. Uh, Road Dog goes for the handshake, but Gun walks away. I actually enjoyed the match. To be honest, it was, it was a lot decent. better than when they were feuding yeah. last year. Right? <laughs> Who would have thought? Right? Hell of a lot better. Look uh, at us. Then we get, hey, look at us. Who would have thought? And if in all fairness. Not me. The only real one-on-one match they had was right after their friend died. So, I mean, I guess we should you know, cut them a little slack. But that feud sucked. Yeah. So this wasn't bad. We go backstage with Mankind, walks into the locker room with uh, Midian Kind tied up, and he's yelling at him. Uh, then we see Terry signing up the Hardy Boys for a match. Um, so let's go to our second match tonight, as it's Kurt Angle and his protege, Steve Bachman. <laughs> As uh, Angle talks about how the Rams, uh, how him and the Rams are similar, they both fight with intensity. 
Engel is better than them because he can beat people without with winning records. <laughs> um, they and that that that's weird that they would cheer for Kurt Warner, a former CFL, right? Yeah, yeah CFL yeah. QB over Olympic hero, uh, as they're facing the Hardy Boys. Okay. Uh, Jeff hits a moonsault off the second rope on the outside. Jeff goes to the guardrail and tries to run off, but Blackman catches him. But it's like the Hurricane Rana type move, but Blackman catches him, but he stumbles, but he's able enough to stumble into the apron to stay up and so falling. So it looked good. And then Blackman then throws Jeff into the steel steps. That was a crazy spot. Yeah. It reminded me of, uh, I can't remember who was it. Um, was it Naya and Alexa when she did it on the on the barricade? Yeah, mm-hmm. for like a couple minutes, I was like, "Jesus Christ, that is brutal." Yeah, that's a that's a that's a hard spot to do without just hurting them. That's yeah. a rough spot. There's a lot of trust involved. Yeah, uh, one of the cool spots oh, is how it? strong this fuck is Steve Blackman. Jesus, <laughs> pretty fucking Christ, strong. He's pretty strong. He is. Jeff Kurt Angle. is like, he's Kurt Angle's protege. He's he's like, Jeff is like quote small. But he's like. 220, dude. That's a small. I'll say 220, 210 to 220. Only in the pro wrestling world is that small. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, one 220 of the, is a, a fucking UFC heavyweight. <laughs> another cool spot is like angles on the apron and Jeff jumps off the top rope and drop kicks him. But Jeff corkscrews himself back into the ring. I'm like, what is happening here? 2000, Jeff Hardy was on another planet. Yep. Like... Uh, Blackman gets the candlestick and Jeff drop kicks uh, him from the back and Matt hits the trist of fate for the win. Angle yells at Blackman for costing him the match, even though it was C. Blackman's loss, not Kurt Angle's. It's Arnmiz? What is happening here? <laughs> Arndell? Uh, backstage, we see Mankind once again yelling at Middingkind, saying he's going to do stuff to him tonight. This is uh, creepy. Because he's tied up. Uh, mankind yells at him to laugh because it was a joke he just made. Ha! Laugh! Ha! Laugh, damn you! Uh, then we see uh, Edge in front of the sign-up sheet and ask, Christian comes up, asks him what he said, and he's like, yeah, he said yeah, and he was happy about it. And I was like, who is he talking about? Funny I, enough, Tito Santana. Probably, yeah, probably weird. Tito, yeah. Tito. El Matador. We see, uh, we see Jericho trying to apologize to China. Says that he wants to face Hardcore and Crash tonight in a tag match. So he has China sign them up because he wants forgiveness from on SmackDown. Our next match is for the European Championship. Val Venus versus Edge. And this whole he's happy about thing is Val Venus's sister is engaged to Edge. Yep. Legit. Wait, what? Yeah, they, legit. They, they, married. they got married, yeah. Really? That's who he cheated on with Lita. Yeah. I honestly did not know that. Yeah. So uh, that happened. He got married to somebody else yeah. before burying Beth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His wife. His, his life is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I know Edge is a uh, gets around. Yeah. But I honestly, I thought when they, when they brought up Valvin's a sister, I'm like, nope, this is are all we doing this a fucking no, thing this again? Is this is all legit in real time. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that's something I did not know. When they did this, when they did the storyline, I was like, "What the hell?" And then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Not this dumb storyline again." Okay, um, Mrs. Can't, better can't trust Iron. Mrs. Better uh, can never trust him. Uh, Val reverses a sleeper hold into a power bomb. 
Uh, Edge hits the downhill downhill spiral, but downward. Val, downward sorry, <laughs> downhill spiral. Down, <laughs> just pushing a guy. It's all down. But, it's Brian Pillman, I believe. It's downhill from here. Uh, but Val puts his feet on the rope. Ed goes to the spear, but Val moves out of the way and throws Edge in the post. Val hits a superplex for the win. Uh, uh, weird, good match. Right? It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, we were worried about Val's like dick shit. It was just like no good. Yeah. The guy could work. He was totally fucked over by that gimmick. Mm-hmm. Just completely. Too long. And why didn't they sell the fucking towels? Too God long. God damn it. Too long of a gimmick? Yeah. Oh, but it's not even too long. It's, uh, it's, like short, red, it's short. It's short. Like no, no, yeah. It's like the Red Rooster gimmick, honestly. Once you had it, you're painted. Mm. Like That's just one you can't come back well, from. Well, you are painted with Val. <laughs> He wants to get his stuff all over you. Uh, after the match, Edge gets a mic and says, uh, tonight you might have been the best man, but at the wedding, you're not. That's as Christian is. Christian weird, is. dude. I was like, okay. Like, why is this cares? on television? Yeah, fuck off here, That dude. was the question I had. I was like, this is all cool. I, uh, why is this on this TV? This could have been like during the commercial break. We dude. didn't need to watch this horse shit. Here, and here's the thing. Everybody said, you know, we all said it was a good match. In my notes, decent match for a Raw and a Val Venus match. Yeah. It was decent, yeah. Uh, we see uh, the outlaws arguing, not Orndorff, and, uh, Arn, as it's outlaw Road Dog and Billy as Xbox Army, the peacekeeper here. Um, so our next match is Chris Jericho in China with the Cat versus the Holly Cousins, Hardcore and Crash. Before the match, Jericho is like, "We can beat these guys. It's funny you came out with the belt, but I got a much larger pop than you." Yeah. <laughs> Shooting, brother. Crash go, does a double axe handle on China, who's laying down, but gets her knees up and groin, hits him in the groin. Jericho's reaching for the tag, but uh, Holly grabs Ch- China. So Jericho turns around to pump the crowd up. Uh, Holly suplexes uh, China for the win. Jericho never gets into the ring. Jericho sprints and grabs the title and runs, a lot, runs off. Even yeah. though he's getting them face pops, he's clinging to that being a heel. Yep. Uh, we see Mankind uh, with Minion Kind as he wants to show an old ancient Chinese tradition by pouring uh, hot coffee on Minion Kind. Not, not quite Chinese water torture, yeah, but... Not quite. He just gives up. I was like, fuck it here. Yeah. Have the whole cup. Here's the whole cup. <laughs> uh, then we they cut to X-Pac telling uh, Triple H that he's going to bring it tonight, so uh, I'm not going to uh, take it easy on you. As our next match, it's X-Pac versus Triple H. Well, that's what uh, he said... Uh, I liked this because X-Pac was like, you uh, You said I was as good as you on Th- SmackDown. I did. And Triple H was like, yeah, I do. That's the problem. Yeah. He like put it over. Like, okay, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have done that if it wasn't a click guy, but still. Yeah. Nope. Um, it was nice to him for him uh, to show for once that, yeah, I'm actually worried about this match because yeah. holy shit. Uh, another back and forth match between two two friends, you know, what they say. Click on click violence is always good. Yep. Uh, X-Pac low blows Triple H in front of the ref, but the ref has to look the other way. That was bad. He was, yeah. Lawler was like, he was looking right at yeah. it. <laughs> X-Pac hits the Bronco Buster and goes to the top rope, but Stephanie trips him. Triple H hits the pedigree for the win. I thought this match under-delivered. I think it was very good. They've done better. Yeah, they have. They have. Uh, we get a promo for a new book. The Rock says, as The Rock has his book out now. I could not believe this. I was like, really? You've been famous for like two years. You're not even 30 yet. And you didn't write it. Yeah, you didn't write it. 
Now, granted, at the time, he still had an interesting enough life to probably do a biography. You know, I didn't know about his early life mm-hmm. at that point. But just the idea of, like, really? Like a month after Mix come out? Like, come yeah. on. What are you doing, guys? That's just them backing off of Mix's success. Like, oh, well, let's do one. I mean, they had Angle did one, and China did one. Austin's either out or coming out soon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They did a kayfabe one for Kane. Like, guys, do you remember like, that? I do. They did a yeah, kayfabe one for Kane. Like, like in this. Mix is interesting because he wrote the fucking thing. Like, none of my, nobody else did this shit. There wasn't another good one until Jericho's. Until Jericho's. Yeah, it just blows, it blows my mind in the fact that they're like, hey, well, Mankind's it good, so let's do our hottest guy right now since Austin's gone. The Rock. Uh, we see like a shallow book, too. It's just like... It's just... I was going to ask if you guys read it. I have read it. It's I, very basic. It's not good yeah. at all. It's, you I probably mean, have a hell of a one now, but... It's like a fucking A&E biography. It's just like, here's the absolute highlights with mm. no real depth whatsoever. It doesn't go into anything. any of the mm. stuff from the childhood that would have been really interesting, actually. Mm. So, duh. Uh, we go backstage with DX t- talking to each other about how Stephanie's ruining everything, how she's running it, not Triple H. Triple H's lost it. It's not wrong. Our next match is a six-man tag. It's, it's too cool and Rikishi... Versus the Headbangers and Al Snow. God, they were so over. Headbangers? I know. It's headbangers are so over. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy, the Headbangers. Uh, R- Rikishi uh, hits the Rikishi driver on Mosh for the win. After the match, Al Snow attacks the Headbangers after the match, but two cool dances once again. And Joe skipped over the highlight of the match. Oh, what's that? Which is where Al Snow ran around and, in JR's words, jerked off Scotty Too Hottie. He didn't say the word apron. Yeah. And he, he said jerked. I was like, he's like Al Snow, now? Al Snow jerked off Scotty Too Hottie. Okay, then. All right. All righty. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We go backstage. I'm all for it. <laughs> we go, well, you, you want to see his worm? Well, Got I mean, it. What does everybody want? <laughs> yeah. Worm or head? Head. Oh, both. Wor- worm head? Worm head. We go backstage with Mankind. Wants to know if Midiankind has learned his les- lesson. He, uh, he says... Uh, um, if, he didn't, if he didn't, he would make him watch hours worth of Al Snow matches. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> Jesus. Mankind then unties Minikai and tells him to stay right here. And if he sees him wandering the halls, he's going to kick his ass. Oh, I also like because he said, I'm kind of warming up to you. You're a handsome son of a gun. Yeah. I like your fashion sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, the first couple were creepy. Yeah. But right. Now it's just good again. It's just good Foley comedy. Oh, it gets yeah. creepy again. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, in a minute, yeah. Until then. Uh, our next match is Godfather and D'Lo Brown with his hoes versus the Dudley Boys. Is D'Lo just a pimp in training now? Yes. Yes. Uh, D'Lo goes for the frog splash on Devon, but Bubba pulls him out of the ring. D- the Dullies then try to steal the hose. He's a pint. He's a pimp but in the Godfather and D'Lo stop them from taking the hose, and that is how the match ends. Blasphemy. Yeah. Then we go backstage and we see Tori walking, and the mankind shows up. Tori, we haven't talked for so long, but there's some multiple things I want to talk to you about. First... Your voluptuous breasts. <laughs> how the things I would do to them. <laughs> what? I would just like to put my face in between and go... <laughs> <laughs> the things I would do. Hey, Tori, how about you? And You can bring a friend. Come come to my locker room. Number three. Number, number three. 
and we're, we're going to have a good time. Then Matt slaps her. her on the ass and walks away and goes, remember, room three. <laughs> I couldn't believe they did this, so, especially with Foley, of all people. so funny. It's but, but hilarious what he's doing. Oh, oh so good. The, the end game is, yeah. but I didn't see the end game. It's after Infinity War. Because no, the the with what what happens to Midian kind? Yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Did it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's before the main event. Yeah, it's right before the main oh, event. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't see it. It's like oh. after the commercial break here. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, yeah, weird. That's weird. That's uh, like, what exactly what happens? Uh, you think happens happens? Yeah, exactly yeah. what you would think would happen happens. Yeah, uh, I'll, 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 I will uh, wing it. <laughs> Beats the fuck out of him. Uh, our next match is Test and Big Show versus Big Boss Man and Albert. This is a squash match as Big Show uh, sidekicks Bossman and Albert. Uh, they begin to argue. Big Show hits a double choke slam on both of them. Then, uh, meeting Kind still in his locker room, and then Kane bursts through the door and beats the crap out of him. Yep. It's uh, it is. exactly what you thought. I guess I just nailed it. I don't understand the Tory storyline. Like, I don't either. The whole point. Like, of her character is that she's, like, an exhibitionist. That was the entire thing about her fucking character. And, like, and she's, like, hot or whatever. I don't understand why, like, she doesn't like the attendant. I don't get it. I don't understand what the end game for this is. It's after Infinity War now. Oh, okay. But I don't understand what, I don't understand what the end game of it is. I don't understand, like... It's, I, I know what the end game is. I just thought it was there already. It's, it's a dragon. Well, no, it's the ring. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so good. Let's go to our main <laughs> event. <laughs> As it's DX versus the Acolytes and Rock and Sock Connection. When DX comes out, they come out sparingly. One at it, you know, like... They're not together. They're not together. Uh, Triple H goes to... Uh, I know, right? Uh, they're all hesit- hesitant to work with Triple H. Uh, they during the match, Triple H gets tagged in, starts beating them up, goes to tag in a member of DX. However, they all jump off the apron and then begin to leave. Huh. I mean, can you blame them? No, they begin to leave. However, a lot of that happening on these uh, shows this week. Just well, people just leaving tag matches. Yoko Stephanie there. Getting, yeah. So this is the one I think I don't get. So they all leave. So now it's the face team of Rock and Sock and the Acolytes yep. versus Triple H. However. D, the Rock and the Acolytes then leave to go beat up DX as this leaves Mankind and Triple H. DX they're, was leaving on their own terms. They're, they're baby faces. They don't, they don't <laughs> want an unfair advantage. I know. Yeah. It's just that weird thing of like, why are they leaving? You know? Uh, Mankind goes for Mr. Sacco, but Stephanie grabs uh, Mankind by the ankle, so Foley pulls her up on the apron. And looks like he's going to put Mr. Sacco and Stephanie, but Triple H stops him. Triple H smashes the ring bell over the head of Foley. Foley falls over the announce table. Triple H then pedigrees Foley through the announce table. Foley's busted open. Uh, Triple H then pedigrees Foley for the win. Yep. After the match, Triple H attacks Foley after, uh, until Foley gets the advantage. Foley then <laughs> throws the steel steps at Jesus. Uh, Triple H. So, uh, Booble, what's worse, getting the chair thrown at you or steel steps? Stairs are worse. The chairs are more disrespectful. Okay, thank you. Uh, they brawl until Mankind closes Triple H over the rope, as uh, over the ring, over the ropes, and then we end it with the stare down of a bloody Mick and F- Triple H on the ramp. 
So, boys, what was a better show? Raw. You're raw. You're, you're really thinking WCW? I don't think WCW was bad. I think Raw was better. Oh, uh, okay. I actually thought even though there wasn't a lot of wrestling, WCW uh, was um, pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm actually going to say Nitro. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Nitro more than Raw. Wow. Okay. I thought it was close. It's not a, close. It's not a crazy thing to say. Well, let's see how close the ratings were, shall we? Not, not so close, much. I would not, guess. Oh, not Jesus. so much. Right. Oh, oh, there's a patella. There's the knees. Yeah. So let's go to the uh, ratings. Last week, WCW got a 3.3, and WWF got a 6.4. WCW went up, guys. 3.5. Okay. Uh, WWF, 6.8. So they both went up. My God. Say what you want about Russo, and I think he sucks. Um, the ratings are better than they were before he got there. Remember, we were like but solid I, 2.9s in September. And I think, cause I, but I think the trade off is like you have to see the whole craziness that's happening on the show. Yeah. Like, it's not good television. No. It's just batshit crazy. They just happen to have a couple of good acts that are just very good at what they do. Yeah. So, if they didn't have the NWO right now, oh my god. It'd be unwatchable if the NWO wasn't there. Oh my god. It would be an unwatchable show. It's uh, it's, that, it's that crazy part for the WCW that you think about it, they had three hours or two or 220 on the network that oh, they threw god, so much shit at the wall. Now it's just, we'll cut it down to Funk and the NWO and then uh, it's a, a story here and there. That's a better yeah. show. Yeah. Three hours is bad, man. It's bad for everybody. Everybody that does it, it's bad. <sighs> oh, trust me. Everybody in that company would love to go back to two-hour Raws. Fuck. Except for... One. He, no, he, even he would, but USA pays him too much. It's so mm. terrible. It's, it's just a money thing. It's like, well, this, that much money? Yeah, we'll do three hours. The idea, if they, if they could go back to two, there's all those possibilities that it could be better. Yeah, oh, it would be. Yeah. be it's so just, it's Because it forces you to absolutely cut out the stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Because you have to get your star people... You know, Look how TV, much better SmackDown but, is yeah. than Raw. Well, they have Roman, so it's fine. But it's a tighter show, too. Yeah, I know. They will focus on less people. If you put that Roman on a three-hour Raw, it's not good. I know. It doesn't help. You know what is good, though? Rewards. Let's go to the awards show. Or awards, rewards, whatever. (laughs) Let's start off with best match. Uh, Best match for me was... Actually, there was nothing on either show that was particularly like... Bret Hart versus Kevin Nash. Yes, I will go with that. I'll go with that. That was really good. The ending was weird. I I get that. But up until then, it was very very good match. To be honest, for me, it it was that one. But surprisingly, it was Road Dogg and Billy was two for me. That was probably the second one. That or Edge and Val, one of the three. What was my other one? It was uh, Hardy's and Angle and Blackman. That's for me. It was also a good match. Uh, worst match Oklahoma versus Asia <laughs> If we call that a match The answer is yes, yes. But, but I'm going to go Jarrett and George the Animal Steel That's fair uh, I will go uh, Kidman Conan versus Dean and Saturn Versus <laughs> Crowbar and Flair God that first hour of Nitro was rough Jesus with that Christ. The one match for hour one uh, Who was your MVP Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. I'll go. Okay. Uh, Bret Hart. 
Yeah, I, I got both. Uh, really good on promo. I had the best match for me of the week. Uh, just a strong show by Brett. Should have given him the ball earlier in WCW. It's it's you worked. Know what I'm it's January worked. ninety eight. Yeah, it's worked. <laughs> Ever since uh, Starcade, he's I, been unbeatable. I, I want to give you that Brett look of like when <laughs> like, he showed show, showed the fans when the NWO reunited. Like <laughs> you didn't see that coming, really, like, yeah, really. There was a reason he didn't want to give the spot up to Sean because he's good in the spot. Like it wasn't just because he was a dick. It just—I mean, I mean, he Sean is. Had but problems. They had problems, but he's also—he was legitimately a number one guy. Yeah. I have an interesting take for you guys for a different podcast for a different time, but I'm gonna before I forget, I want you guys to hear it. Okay. I think I can make the case that Goldberg mm-hmm. and him coming up when he did actually did more harm than good for WCW and sped up their demise. I would agree with that. Like, in hindsight, the streak and all that was terrible for them. It booked you into a corner with him that you had no way to get out of, and then when you did, the way you did it backfired so immensely. Mm-hmm. And, then in your, and, in, and then in your path to rebuild him, cost you Bret Hart. Not only that, <laughs> if the if you hadn't done the streak to begin with, and he wouldn't have gotten hot like that, you would have continued course to the inevitable Hogan Hart match at Starcade '98, which would have delivered. Yeah. I w- and to me, that's too much of a price to pay. I would have rather had that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I look at Goldberg as actually the the biggest piece of what killed WCW. Believe it or not, it's great for him. Uh, and honestly. It's sort of revisionist, but there's a lot of like it was so great for WCW, but they were so good at the time. They literally could have done. They could have given yeah. that streak to Norma Smiley. It wouldn't have fucking matter. They were. They were. It's like WWF now. It does not. Rikishi is the perfect example. Nothing against Rikishi. He's a fine worker. He should not be this over. Nope. The act should not be this over. Look at. I mean, look at that. Something catches fire, and you just go. It's the exact same thing with Goldberg. They were so hot at that time. It did not matter who it was. It was going to work. So I'm going to guess Mick Foley or Triple H will be Joe's. For Jobin. MVP. I'm going Brett. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going Brett. Um, who's your motive? Vince Russo. Yeah. What in the fuck? You literally, the announcers had to say, yeah, we don't have a format. <laughs> so... Yeah, no. That's, we find out when you find out what's happening. I that was my last week, and I'll let you have it this week. I'll go a slightly different way, um, to an act that I'm just so fucking tired of. Yeah, that I just don't ever want to see them on TV again. And that's the Radicals. I've had it. I've had it with the, with Shane Douglas's same promo every. Oh, that's what I meant. Radicals. That's coming. Revolution. I'm so tired of them. I forgot their name. Shane Douglas with his same fucking promo every week. Going yes, to the Shane. announce table every week. It's fucking on. We can hear you. Is it Saturn, on, Shabani? Saturn being goofy just because he's got nothing else to do. Dean Malenko looking like he'd rather be anywhere else in the fucking world, including a torture chamber, yep. than to be in that fucking spot right there. In Asia. I'm tired. Get off my fucking screen. I'm done with you. Yep. Fucking worst. I cannot stand the revolution. Fuck you. Uh, I'm going to ha- piggyback on uh, Corey here that I it's the revolution because of the fact that now they're doing the feud since uh, Road Wild. 
Yeah. That we've been before that. Yeah, but, even, but I know it's before that, but. When did uh, Fuck Dunn and his rap crew come in? Master P? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, May. In the May? Jesus Christ. This shit has been since like June, dude. Yeah. 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 This is fucking terrible. Six months. Man. Like six months of the same guys. And then they throw Duggan in. So let's not. All right. Uh, who. You guys, WTF. Um, I'll go. Go ahead. Um, why did Vince Russo think he needed to bring in three aging, retired veterans to wrestle Jeff Jarrett for some reason? Like, you have a roster mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand. Like, why? Other than just to get your kicks because you liked these guys when you were growing up? Um, mine's sort of related to that. Uh, he just wrote the old age outlaws. What the fuck? The crew, baby. Like, if you were going to bring in Paul Orndorff, Arn Anderson, and Z, Z, you could have, I don't know, just brought back Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, you know, people who have star power still. Just, uh, you know, just a thought. Who are you to denigrate Larry Zabisco? Uh, I'm me. Okay. I'm the point. chosen one. Um, fuck, and fuck. especially mine, especially considering what we find out. Um, it was detrimental yep. to business to bring them in. And just calling them the old day out, like, what in the fuck? You couldn't literally. <laughs> Funkin' Crew he is could, an amazing fucking nickname. Crew. He cannot he cannot get over the vendetta that he has against that company. And he's talked Brent about. Hart didn't hold a grudge this bad. They killed his fucking brother. He's talked about Jesus it. Jesus Christ. He's talked about it in interviews. The reason he did the the old age outlaws and then had Hoovy act like the rock is because he believed he created all that and he had the right to those. So now that he's in WCW, they shouldn't still be using his shit to get over. It should be on where I am. So I'll just give that shit that got over to other people. It's fake razor and fake deezer. Yeah. Guess how that didn't work the first time. Dumbass. Yeah, he loves to take credit for The Rock, but everybody in the world will tell you he had nothing to do with The Rock. No, fucking him and Brian Gewertz and yep. Jim Ross. What yep. are you talking about? Oh, Vince Russo says it's all him. What? Dumbass. No. <laughs> um, I would challenge him right now. Like, here's $10,000 in cash. Write a Rock promo right now. If you created it, you should be your baby. Write one right now. I'm out of practice, bro. Uh-huh. Hmm. Brian Gewertz, write one right now. Whip the bitch out in 10 minutes. Guaranteed. Well, he might be able to. He still works for The Rock, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> w, my WTF goes to the idea of let's do Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. As he's still How's a that thing. still a thing? Yeah. Steve, notice Steve Williams, long gone. Dr. Death's Oklahoma. gone. So now he's doing the Jeff Jarrett four months ago, women hater. Uh, but not funny. Not Again, funny. it got over, so I could do it wherever I am because it was my idea. He gave he they gave him J.R. Bell palsy. Like he's not even like I got an idea. At least somebody smartened up and was like, let's not have you on TV anymore though. Cause Oof, bro. It's been about a month. Yeah. So guys guys, this is the end of uh the Monday night. We have a whole week to go because we're going up to sold out. We're getting closer and closer to sold out. Oh. And Joe, are you, you may not have heard this earlier. Um, we will be doing a mark out or no sell. I overheard. Yep. We will mark out no sell for what we know. 
mm-hmm. because well, we're working on self from what is supposed to be on yeah, the card. Yeah, yeah, what they've told we'll us. Gi- no, no. Well, yeah, we'll give you the card as they've told you. Yes, I'm one hundred percent. And then we will discuss that card. We will That's be <laughs> we will be marking out no selling those on the midweek war stories coming up later on this week. Mm-hmm. So. You can listen to all of our podcasts at NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. You can go to any of our social media websites to uh, find that. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.